Hi, this is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine. I'm back once again at Troy Public Library to talk with Ian Hauk, Head of Adult Services and Reference Services, about some um, book suggestions that are certainly books I was not aware of, and I suspect they'll be new to listeners, too. Ian, you picked some interesting ones. What do you have for us today? All right. Well, thanks for having me. The first one I have is a uh, nonfiction title, uh, Generations, The Real Difference Between Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, Boomers, and Silence, and What They Mean for America's Future. The the Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, Boomers, I've heard of all those. What is silence? The silence, as far as I was able to tell in this book, were the parents of the baby boomers. They were the ones that uh, were either born or young during the uh, Depression and then later went on to uh, be in the World War II era as adults. Okay, so what are the real differences besides age? Uh, The author, Gene Twenge, PhD, as it says on the cover, argues that it's less important the historical events that are happening between the generations that really separate us though they do play a part and instead it's more the technology that has really uh, set the divisions between generations to which i mostly agree i just have some things that i don't totally agree with but that's why you read it also to to get that information so while the events uh we all know first of all world war ii that would be a major event that affects you Uh, But it also produced a lot of new technology. From the bad, we ended up getting rocket technology that helped spur on the next generations. And me being in the millennial generation, I have, uh, I was still young enough to see the early days of the computer and dial-up internet. So I I know the difference between the early days of internet uh, and the now wireless internet, where I It's less a phone, and we just have tiny computers in our pockets. As a boomer, I remember the first computer I worked on was a giant desk-sized computer that had, I think, 12-inch floppy disks, and to download something took hours. Yes, I I even still remember the first computer my family had. It was uh, a Dell, and yes, it had CD-ROMs, but it was still uh, early days. Okay, and you said you had some things that you disagreed with in the book. Can you give us a, a little hint? I am more on the side right now that the major events really do play a part in the generation. Um, I grew up in a large military area. While my family was not involved in it themselves, it's just around uh, when you live near a base. And when 9-11 happens and you're a kid coming out of school and all of a sudden your friend's parents aren't picking them up, that kind of sticks with you for a little while. And growing up, as I did with the uh, war on terror, um, I, I grew up and matured with those wars. So it's it would be difficult to say that it had as little effect as the author, as I read it, uh, was suggesting. Okay, and again, that's Generations, the Real Differences Between Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, Boomers, and a Silence, and What They Mean for America's Future. So now we move to a handbook that will be helpful for all of us. What's your next book, Ian? 
The next book is The Frugal Wizard's Handbook for Surviving Medieval England by Brandon Sanderson. Yes, you heard that right. If you want to go to medieval England, this is the book for you. Um, Yes, so our main character in this book finds themselves in medieval England with very little memory, no name at the beginning, no real understanding of how they even got there. Oh, so this is fiction, not nonfiction. Uh, Yes. Well, for now, as far as we know. Um, Yes. So the character uh, is in medieval England, wakes up, finds themselves there. And apparently their handbook, their frugal wizard handbook for medieval England has exploded. And that is the term they use. Their handbook exploded. So they have no idea what the functioning of this world is and what's going on. So you're following this character who is from some sort of future has the capability of time travel as you learn but the only help they can get is from the local people of medieval england and scattered throughout the book you will actually find a little pages and pamphlets from the characters version of the frugal wizards handbook to uh, medieval england but one of the things i really enjoyed about reading through this book is you'll come across a frequently asked questions pages throughout the uh, book and one of my favorites was why does everyone in britain speak modern english if my pre-norman con- conquest dimension shouldn't that require an incredible alignment of social and linguistic factors that would never in a million years align in such a convenient way and the answer from the handbook is apparently not <laughs> so the question is longer than the answer i like that Okay, so that, again, is the Frugal Wizard's Handbook for Surviving Medieval England. Enjoy your travel, listeners. And next we have... Next, uh, we're going back to nonfiction. It is titled Extreme North, A Cultural History by Bernd Brunner. It is a uh, historical and sociological study of the Northern European peoples and their histories, Now, of course, when you say Scandinavia and Finland and the lower Arctic, immediately a lot of ideas of horned helmets sailing out of the north come to mind. And that's not entirely wrong, minus the horns. I do apologize to everyone who was hoping for horned helmets. They were not that common if they did come at all. Opera companies will have to redo all their costumes if that's the case. And actually, that's something the author does talk about is the influence of the Scandinavian cultures on Wagner and Tolkien and other uh, parts. And one of the uh, interesting parts of this book for me, because I do have some Northern European heritage, is um, just the way that a lot of the history was taken out of context, uh, both good and bad. We know Wagner's, you know, dun da da dun dun the musicals, the big things, that's where the horns come from. But then also negatively, we do know that uh, a lot of the ideas of um, the Aryan races came from the visions of the Nor- Northern Europeans. So this book and this, uh, the, what they're writing about is trying to like sort through all that to get back to the real history. These were the Northern Europeans, the Scandinavians, the Finns, the lower Arctic people, they had families, they had social structures, legal systems that were all their own and uh, may not just be as fun as the fictional versions we came up with. 
And again, that's Extreme North, A Cultural History by Bernd, B-E-R-N-D, Bruner, B-R-U-N-N-E-R. And we just have a minute and a half for your final book. Sorry. Uh, so I have a manga with me. This is Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead by Kotaro T- Takata. Yeah. Our main character, Akira, works at a really bad exploitative company. And he is very violently and suddenly faced one day with a zombie apocalypse. Now, there's a lot of feelings you could have with a zombie apocalypse. Uh, fear, depression, a lot of those things. Akira is pumped that the zombie apocalypse is happening because then he doesn't have to go to work that day. And he decides during the zombie apocalypse, he's going to figure out a hundred things he wants to do before he either dies or turns into a zombie. It's good to plan ahead. And tell us a little bit about the images in the book. So it does come up very cartoony, even with a zombie apocalypse going on. Um, it does rely heavily on the uh, the grays and the blacks um, because it is uh, in black and white, as most manga is. But the joyful expression you'll see sometimes on Akira's face, really, in the middle of all this chaos, you will get a laugh out of this book. Okay, and again, that is Zom, Z-O-M, 100 by Haro Aso, art by Kotaro Takata. And it's the Zam 100 Bucket List of the Dead. So if you want to be prepared for understanding your family, traveling to medieval England, understanding the extreme north, or surviving or enjoying a, a zombie apocalypse, you have Ian Howe at Troy Public Library to thank for those leads. Thanks a lot, Ian. Thank you. And for more information, you can go to thetroylibrary.org or stop by at 100 Second Street in downtown Troy. That's it. Bria Barthel signing off.